Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever it may be, listener. Hi, uh, my name is Adam. Hi, I'm uh, the other guy. And this is Ryan and Adam's and the other guy's show and your show, listener. If you so desire, today it belongs to you. I give it to you. I will it to you because I don't expect to live by the end of this hour. I have like bubble guts right now. I feel like I'm going to have to shit soon. That's what bubble guts means, I guess. Uh, yeah. I've never heard the phrase bubble it's, guts it's, in my life. It starts as bubble guts, then it becomes the skitters. <laughs> and I haven't hit the skitters yet, but I have that feeling in your stomach the skitters. where... You know that feeling where, like, you feel hot? Yeah, like, I know the feeling. It's a bad feeling. It's not good to be. It's not a good feeling, and you're kind of wondering, do I do I have to shit? Because it's not there yet. Uh, right now, I'm wondering, do I have to pause this? It's boiling, though. Something is boiling. Brewing. Yes. You're percolating. Uh, I don't feel <laughs> great. Um, how is everyone? <laughs> and I'm drinking this Dunkachino that I made. Oh, dude, what are you doing? Hot chocolate you're just asking for a trip to the toilet. I'm going to definitely... Well, at least I'm at my own house. You got me hooked on Dunkachinos uh, many years ago. You got you Dude, got that's me. That's like 15 years ago. You got me started on a Dunkachino bender, and it, the Dunkachino bender always ends in the same place, and that's on the porcelain. Uh, well, I you uh, always wind up on the porcelain. On the bowl. I miss yeah. when people called it the bowl. It's it's one of those things for me. Like I was eating really good for a while, and then last night I'm like, you know what? It's Friday, and I like I was doing I, I was just doing good for a while. And last, like in all of my vices, and then last night I'm like, I, I lost a couple pounds. And then last night I'm <laughs> like, it's you know what's Friday? I'm gonna order a burger. I'm gonna have some drinks. I, I might watch some porn. In and like, you know, I, I I'm gonna like I'm gonna get decadent. And it, it was like the scene in Flight when he drinks one airline bottle and then he just raids the refrigerator. Right, exactly. It was just a fucking mess i couldn't sleep my back hurts i have bubble guts and now i'm drinking a dunkachino it's like a it's like you fall off the wagon it really is and it's like okay i gotta get back we've talked about all of those things way way too much on ryan and adam's as show you get older self-discipline becomes such an important thing to learn mm. it just does it's just something i never expected all right i i, I want to have the self-discipline to to not go down this road. All right, All we, right, we don't want to talk about my listen, diarrhea. Listen, we need to talk about something that we've never talked about on Ryan and Adam's show before. Okay. And that's more Rocky movies. <laughs> uh, we heard Boom Boom Mancini by Warren Zevon at the top of this show. Briefly mentioned uh, last week, the week before or something, uh, a ballad, a ballad, a, a true story of a boxer that killed another boxer. And uh, because I, I, I ran out of Rocky songs to play... We we did watch the Creed movies. We watched the. We mean, just did. Me and you hours just, ago. By hours ago, you mean we started it hours ago. We finished it not even an hour ago. Yeah, we minutes just ago. watched <laughs> Creed one and Creed two, and I am loving. And I know it won't last, but I am loving this thing where we just watch movies or we have a double feature mm. and then we talk about them. That's the most fun thing ever. So, like, yeah, to that me, might be a, a great way more to, sustainable model for, I, <laughs> for I, a podcast. I love it. And yes. uh, so, we just watched Creed one and two. That's it. Now we're done. I mean, I guess there's a new Creed coming out in March, but we're, we'll get to that. We are done talking about <laughs> uh, after this conversation the Rocky movies. And this is not going to be as in detail no, 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 as those Rocky episodes, but we felt like, as completists, we felt like we needed to at least wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, we just want to wrap it up, give you a brief arc 
here of the two Creed films. Yes, I have a I have very <laughs> very minimal notes. I, I mean, you probably count on one hand. Okay, so Creed Creed one. When that come out? That came out in 2015. 2015, directed by Ryan Coogler, who you know from Black Panther. Yeah, that's correct. And he uh, that Fruitvale Station movie. A lot of Michael B. Jordan movies. Yes. Who is the star of this as Adonis Johnson or Adonis Creed? So uh, basically, Creed uh, Apollo Creed had a bastard child, and he was raised by his uh, by Creed's wife who's now played by Cosby's wife, uh, well, in the show, the Cosby show, Rashida, whatever. And uh, I used to know her name, but... Um, it's Rashida whatever, clearly. <laughs> and and now he's angry and he works in an office, but he likes to fight. I could relate to the... Uh, <laughs> the, like, fight club working in an office and wanting to fight. I know, it was just a very strange uh, place to put Creed, you know? I think they were trying to do something different than Rocky, but... You know, Creed's got different challenges than Rocky because he's not this, like, underdog. I mean, he's an underdog because he's not an underdog. Right. He is what they call now a Nepo baby. Mm. He has he has this name to live up to. However, he's trying to make it on his own because yes. he's going by his, uh, his mother's name, Johnson. He's like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Not going Creed. by Coppola. Even though he's starring in Coppola movies. And exactly, and this guy's boxing. It's like, we all know who you are. It's sort of like... Um, in Curb Your Enthusiasm, the anonymous donor. Yeah, where they're anonymous, but they tell everybody that they're anonymous. <laughs> it's uh, having your cake and eating it, too. So anyway, he's a boxer, and he really wants to get into it professionally. So he sorts out. He seeks out. He seeks out uh, Rocky Balboa, who we've talked about on this show. And uh, Rocky's still running the restaurant, Adrian's, the Italian restaurant. You know, Mickey's Gym's still a thing. It's really weird because this movie's really contemporary. And so to have like them talk about these insane Rocky movies, but in a modern movie is 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 kind of a trip. Like to talk about Apollo Creed as if he's this like legend when we know him as like hammy, like yeah. Carl Weathers. Right. Is this is really kind of trippy. But yeah. So Rocky trains him. Uh, he uh, dates a deaf chick, and he fights a guy. I mean, how much detail do we want to give? I don't want to give too much detail about the plot. Um, I, I, we don't need to go blow for blow here. We don't need to go the distance we had, here. We had difficulty streaming it. It reminded me of when I went to the movies to see Creed, the screen wouldn't work. And we all, and me and my dad, and we all had to leave, and we got vouchers. And I, and today we had trouble finding a stream. And I just thought, like, man, it's just hard to watch Creed. <laughs> it's just a hard movie to get your to, to watch. To but it's good. We'll just sum it up and say. Well, I want to I want to get your your opinion on it because I I have uh, I got opinion I got opinion on Creed. I okay. So my overall opinion of Creed is that it's your classic legacy sequel. Where the the original comes back to help out the new, and it's basically a soft reboot. It was something that was happening a lot at that time. It's still happening from time to time mm. with Force Awakens and Halloween and such. And I think they do a really good job at it. I think it's a really well made, well acted movie. But if it wasn't Creed and it wasn't Rocky, would I see it? Probably not. I don't mm. think it brings anything that new or special to the table. It's good, but I, I, I don't walk away loving it. Yeah. I mean, I think from a cinematic standpoint, it is better visually than... 
probably most of the Rocky movies. All, all of them. I, I would say <laughs> you know, the first Rocky is still in a league of its own. Yes. But this is, I think, what Rocky Balboa, the sixth one, kind of wanted to be. Yeah. This is a very mature, well-done movie in yes. the Rocky universe, which they've they after number one, they never really nailed. Yeah, to, to me, Creed 1 is almost more, it's almost like Balboa 2. It's kind of like yes. right... And it's not just because that's the order. No, it's it, years later, but it just has the same kind of feel. Yeah, it has the same feel, very yeah. similar look. Yeah. And I think that they Creed does a great job of straddling the line between Rocky and this new this new Creed, this new guy but do you for think, his new series. I guess where I think is like, would this bring in, an, and this is the question for all these legacy sequels, so it's a bigger mm -hmm. question than just Rocky. Right. Does a movie like this bring in a new audience? Well, or is it just Rocky fans? I think that that's kind of where Creed 2 picks up. I agree with you to a certain extent during our viewing, you said to me and forgive me if I'm misquoting you. You said I find it hard to care about Adonis Creed. I find it, it, there's so many boxing movies out there and that's great and it's a genre, but is that all this movie is with some Rocky decorations on it? Yeah, I think that that is probably the, one of the, I'll say few flaws of Creed 1 is that they're, you're kind of banking, They the filmmaker banks on the audience. I will say I like it more than Creed 2. <laughs> Oh, hold on a second. Let okay. me finish my thought. Here. I'm sorry. It just it sounded like you weren't going to get through it. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The filmmaker banks on Creed's son being like enough character development. This is Apollo yes. Creed's son. I'm glad that I let you finish. Yes, that's a good way of wording it. And and the reason why, I know you just said you like it better than Creed Two. I like Creed Two better. Okay, is because you're past that point and now. Yeah, I anyway, I'm starting to care and feel for for Adonis Creed more now. Rocky gets sick in one, and there's a moment where you think he might die, and he and then spoiler alert, he doesn't die. I don't think that's that big of a spoiler. And it's this, you know, it's this metaphor. He's it's a fight, and he yeah. fights, so he had to kind of win because he's Rocky. But there was a part of me that thought maybe they should get rid of this shadow. I know he's not, which I guess is what the movie's all about, right, with Apollo. I guess he's not in the third one, though. So I guess that'll really be the beginning of just, like, the Creed journey. So yeah. we, 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 sh we shall see how how that goes. But, I mean, anyway. Oh, and we I just wanted to, I noted the whole ding-ding when they Rocky and Apollo have a third match. We mm -hmm. find out who won that match in this one. Yes, we do. So you'll, I don't want to say. I think you can guess who it was. But yeah, it's it's fun. Um, leave that up to you, listener. But yeah, I don't know. I I do like the movie. I just watched. Not to get too off, but we're just, this is a light conversation about Creed. I just watched the movie because uh, me and Jason are uh, having a contest to see who can watch the most Scorsese movies. I just watched <laughs> The Color of Money, which is like a very early example of this a legacy sequel. Yes, Paul Newman is playing a character that he played in an old movie called The Hustler. Yes. This movie exists. It wasn't the greatest movie, but it was good. It lived on its own because at no point did I feel, and I still haven't seen The Hustler, did I feel like I had to see that. That's a hard feat to pull off. Yeah. And Rocky is such, 
you know, this is coming out after the, the, the Eagles Super Bowl, but I heard that when the Eagles were, I don't know what team they were playing, but the rival team was putting the jerseys on the Rocky statue. Yeah, and I Philly, think it was the Niners. Yeah. Philly was losing it over it. <laughs> Rocky is still enormous. It's yeah. still an enormous icon. I just so, saw a guy in my neighborhood wearing a, a Rocky shirt. <laughs> yeah. You it, heard, was, it was epic. You heard uh, Burning Heart in ShopRite. In ShopRite last week. So it's one of those things where it's just like to make a movie that exists in that world, it's going to be very hard to have people not be making the comparisons. Exactly, yes. And I think that's a good bridge into uh, Creed 2. Yeah. Because there's going to be some comparisons there. Because in many ways, Creed 2 is is Rocky 4 2. Yeah, well, that's the, that's <laughs> the thing. is The problem with Creed 2... Is you say that it, it, the character becomes more of an individual, and that might be true, but I feel like the movies are even more indebted in the Rocky movies because now you literally have to know Rocky Four. In a way, yeah, you do have to know Rocky Four at least somewhat. Somewhat. So in Creed Two, he didn't. He, he's now he's he, the champ. I won't tell you when he won the championship, but he, he won the championship <laughs> at some point, and he's the champ, and. Suddenly, if you remember our talk about Rocky, you remember uh, Ivan Drago was the big Russian that Rocky fought. He comes back. Dolph Lundgren comes back into America, and now his son is this giant who wants to fight uh, Creed. Now, of course, Drago killed Creed's dad. So it's this big thing of Creed versus Drago again yeah, and, and whether or not he should fight him. And that's really the premise of Creed 2. And there's really there's a lot of really um kind of messed up commentary throughout the movie where it just it <laughs> seems like such so light that I mean this man's father killed the other man's father yeah and the way that they talk about it and it, it almost seems tasteless to even have the fight to begin with it feels like they're making <laughs> it out to be like he just lost to him like it's this thing of like oh you're hope you're as good as your you're better than your father was and it's like the man died yeah <laughs> he died in the ring on tv in front of millions of people like is this something that we should be making a publicity stunt? Like it's that is weird. Yeah. That is really weird. Yeah, there's another uh, kind of skeezy promoter. Yeah, in the mix, as they all probably are in real life. Yes, and uh, <clears throat> there's uh, a fight that yeah. happens. And dude, Drago's what, what's his name? Victor Drago. Yeah, Drago's son is just even more of a killing machine than Drago somehow. Yeah, he's just he's just a big monster of a man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just the hugest dude ever. <laughs> yeah. No way they're in the same weight class. <clears throat> no, no. No no way in hell. But I think the the real story, the real arc of Creed and where I, he starts to win me over is midway through the movie where he loses to Victor Drago. Yes. And that is, I, it's the first time Creed is really, he's really down for the count. And it's very similar. It's almost more like Rocky Three in a way. I feel like there's a Rocky Threeness to it for sure. And there's a lot of Rocky too. They have a baby. There's complications yes. with the baby's hearing. So there's all that kind of stuff with him getting married and having a, a lot of melodrama, yes. which I know you love, Ryan. Ryan's a big fan of well, melodrama. I, I think my problem wasn't. I can handle it in small doses. I think this is like our 48th Rocky movie, and so <laughs> the whole like, how do we fill scenes between fights? Some of these movies, I like all these movies, obviously, that's why we're talking about them, but it hits that point where you're like, I don't really know. Here's my biggest problem with the character of uh, Creed. Michael B. Jordan's a great actor, 
but he kind of plays a lot of characters, especially in these movies. There's two. There's two. Um, there's two modes. There's ego-filled anger, and then there's like really sad, uh, like bruised ego, mm. and that's kind of it. There's. I don't feel like there's ever like a middle ground. Like Rocky, there was moments where he was just chilling, mm. and I don't feel like this guy doesn't seem to have like. He's a different a different personality though. He's, you know, he's, he's killing not Rocky it as the role. Junior. He's you know? killing it as the role. It's not Michael B. Jordan's fault at all. I should say that. No. It just feels like there's not as much. You're right. It's not Rocky Junior. But it just feels like there's not as enough character to the character. So I think there was more character in two, and I think that Michael B. Jordan had a lot more to work with in two, and he was more interesting to watch and like watch grow in two. That's why I think I like two more. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's my argument for two, I would say. And, that, and that's fair. And the Drago stuff, how they humanize them. You know, there's a lot of callbacks. There's callbacks to the people that train Adonis Creed. There's callbacks. There's callbacks everywhere. There's a, There's actually, you can help me with this, Ryan. There's a callback to Rocky too, where uh, Creed is about to propose to his girlfriend. Oh yeah. Can can you tell me how uh can you do an impression your Rocky. yeah Rocky's him like proposing? A, uh would you uh you don't mind marrying me very much? It's <laughs> something like that, right? <clears throat> I I also I like I was thinking you wouldn't mind marrying me very much. <laughs> he makes him chase the chicken. They bring the chicken back in the first one. Yes, in Creed 1, right. So the chicken comes back. <laughs> so um, many callbacks. And, and like I said, like the, the, the Tony Duke's son now is training them. Mm. Drago says, I'll break you, break break him 50 times. <clears throat> His wife, his ex-wife is in there. I mean, it's just a lot of callbacks. And that kind of thing is fun and fan service The only reason I feel like it's, a, it, it's, it's sort of needed to get it out of the way is because Drago killed Creed's dad, which is mm. such an enormous part of the Creed character. And so I felt like you sort of had yeah. to face this head on. I'm going to be interested in three because Sylvester Stallone is not in it. So it's not going to be very Rocky-ish. I don't know if they're going to play any Rocky music. I don't know if they're going to do any Rocky references. And it's just now Creed. It's just the adventures of Creed. And I feel like that'll be interesting to see where they go with it. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Um... I guess I don't know. I, I, I'm sure during the hour, was other things might pop into our heads, but that's really like all I kind of have to say about that. Oh yeah, I didn't want to go go ape. I mean, we've we just did uh, three hours I know. plus of Pe- Rocky. People have to be Rockyed out. I, I just love that. Like when the first Rocky happens, he, he's he, I think he's thirty, right? Yeah. But he looks at a picture of himself as a little kid. The only thing we don't really get to see is him as a little kid, but we kind of get a feel for it. Other than that. We watched this guy's whole life. Yeah. In the second Creed, when he like f- visits his son, it's like we watched his son get born, mm. and now he's got a grandson. Like, <laughs> I, it's just very cool how it's this like sprawling story of this Philadelphia fighter. It's really kind of cool what they did. He's uh, an American icon. Rocky is probably more famous than the story of George Washington chopping down the cherry tree. I swear. Like it's, it's, just, it's just as iconic as that. Yeah, it's just it's it's yeah. Yeah. It's an American like myth or legend now. Yeah. The he, legend of Rocky Balboa. Yeah. And <laughs> like a thousand years. Yeah. Nobody we'll, else we'll is ever be telling the legend of Rocky Balboa. And nobody else has ever played the character. It's not like they ever did like a young uh, Rocky or something. It's just it's been thir- what since the seventies. Yeah, 
80s, 80s, and 90s, 90s, 2000s, 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 
And uh, we, we want to make that up with the second half of this episode. Correct. And I want to start with uh, one email. It was uh, a song request, I think. So uh, this is how we're going to bridge. This is how we're going to bridge it, okay? We got a song request. All right. Here. I- I'm ready. We're going to fulfill a song request right now on Ryan and Adam's show.
That one goes out to uh, Ghoulhound frequent listener, emailer, guest. Very frequent guest. Probably yeah. again very I, soon. No, no, I think I think we can never have her on again. Uh, Kate, <laughs> Kate, uh, that was for you. Fantasy, Mariah Carey. Uh, you like that one? Uh, Mariah Carey was the first um, musical artist that I, I ever uh, was a fan of, ever in my life. That's bananas, although I will say... There's a handful of musical artists that my mom used to listen to in yes. the 90s that now I have a sort of soft spot for, and yes. she is one of them. That like that song and a few of her songs bring me back to like going to the bank with my mom. Yeah, Mar- Mariah Carey was the uh, yeah the she was a, a smash hit in the 90s. She was pumping out hits, and some of them are pretty catchy. Yeah, and she's wildly talented too. Next level voice. Um. Yeah, that song was heavily in the movie Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds uh, movie. I don't know if you saw it, where he plays a, uh, what do they call that, a non-playable character, an NPC oh, in yeah. a video game. Yeah, but what's the deal with that? Was that movie good? It was fine. <laughs> and the guy who made it, I think his name is Sean Levy. He's done a bunch of movies. He's done like the Night of Museum movies. Mm. He made another movie with Ryan Reynolds where, I can't remember what it's called, but Ryan Reynolds like, it has to hang out with like his childhood version. Okay. It's like time travel movie. Yeah, sometimes Ryan Reynolds, he's okay. And he's that cool. movie is okay too. They're very like family adventure comedy movies. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing yeah. wrong with Free Guy. I, I, I enjoyed watching it, but I'm not going to be like ever see it again. He's, just, he's very cheeky in a way that is not always appealing to me. I, I suppose. think he's he could be a little douche chilly. Right, and yes. I think he does this. Um, that's sort of I don't, I'm not like a huge Deadpool guy. That like Deadpool uh, self awareness of oh, like yeah. mm, I think I'm gonna go fuck a taco like that weird <laughs> little like you <laughs> might remember me. Uh, and then he'll be like, oh Wolverine, like remember when I was a bad character I, and that I, that like that meta self awareness. So done with that. Oh! I, I can't. I can't do the it, self the meta self aware thing I, anymore. There was um. Bo Burnham, uh, who who's hit or miss, but comedian and mu- guest musician, he 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 had a whole anti, like Deadpool thing, and he's like, it's like the equivalent of being like, I know I'm an asshole, and then you're an asshole. Where it's like, just because you're self aware doesn't mean you don't suck. Yeah, right, exactly. That's, and that's the thing about like Deadpool is everyone's like, oh, it's fun because it's self aware. Like, yeah, that's fun for a minute. Yeah, but in and of itself, it's still not very good. Dude, it's so true. Yeah, and so that's that's the problem with that. Yeah. Is people get so like high on the whole like oh they're they're talking about like movies that I know like yeah. and it's like they don't they, but it's not that good it's it's kind of yeah. stinks I kind of hate that as an argument for anything being good when they're like they, yes. they know it's not good they know it's and, a stupid movie and he said he's like, like I, so so what is that that doesn't give them any points it's right. still bad and he said he's like I used to do that I would go on like a. Uh, a PR tour and I would be like, how dumb is it that I'm doing a PR tour? And he kind of grew up and realized like, oh, just because I'm shitting on it doesn't mean I'm not doing it. Right, yeah. And that's how those, I agree with you, those, there's nothing wrong with self-awareness. You should be self-aware, but there's that degree of like, I'm self-aware so it's okay that I suck. Yeah. And it's like, no, you still suck. It's no good. Like, I'm aware that this show stinks and And yet, and yet, yeah, the show still stinks, even uh, though I know. Now, people know? love Ryan Reynolds. He's clearly a talented, sort of funny guy. I don't, I don't have anything against him. I'm just talking about the like smug, uh, Deadpooly kind of mm, thing. It's mm. not 100 percent my thing, but 
Okay, all right. We we got a lot of emails. Oh, we got so many emails. All right, first email is by a uh, former guest and frequent emailer, Dylan Jacobus. Frequent? I don't know about that. Emailer? No, oh, I never get it. Uses, he never emails us. Funny guy. Keep emailing us, Dylan. The subject line is sweet dream or beautiful nightmare. All right, here we I'm, go. I'm going to go with the <clears throat> latter on that one. Dear fellas, I had a dream last night. The dream end all dreams. I would prefer to tell you about it face to face, but I'm going to write it to you instead and pretend like I'm talking to you, which is kind of how I write anyway. I actually like that writing style, Dylan, so I have nothing against it. I was saying to my friend the other day, work emails make me throw up. I find that informal message gets me more respect and don't make you feel like a fucking piece of shit. I agree. I don't. I, I always wrote like how you talk too, but it's unfortunate that that's not how you're supposed to. Anyway, so I had this dream, right? It was a Christmas. Right. It was a Christmas party, <laughs> which is funny right off the bat because it's January now. Okay, it's not. It's February, Dylan. <laughs> Get with it. There was this huge lasagna that everyone was eating, but there was something different about it. There was way too much ricotta in it. <laughs> and before I go onward, keep in mind that there were no alcoholic drinks in this dream. It was just a Christmas party where we all ate lasagna. Sounds like fun to me, man. Act one. I was sitting at a table with the both of you when all of a sudden this guy- Wait, wait. The both of us? Me and you? Yes. Okay. When all of a sudden this guy, who you may know called Mike Krikaden, I do, ran ran past us with a plate of this outrageous lasagna, you've met him, leaking out of his mouth. He was sick because there was way too much ricotta. Act two. We were all having a good time. Mike was okay. I was walking around the house, chumming with everyone and whatnot, and I came upon a cubicle where somebody was working. It was this guy, Tom McCallis. Never heard of him. You've met him, who you've probably never met. Anyway, I tell him to stop wearing the monkey suit and come hang with everybody, and he grabs his plate of lasagna and just completely houses it. And boys, I'm not talking about a couple very fast bites. This fucking guy shoved a giant piece of lasagna the size of a loaf of bread into his mouth. And remember, there was way too much ricotta. <laughs> I like that. It's like a, like a tag. There, the audience all yells it. Way too much ricotta. <clears throat> anyway. And then, of course, Tom instantly threw up in the cup he was holding. And then he drank it at three. Hmm. Some kid who used to live up the street from me looks at me and says, if you ever want to see the face of a Dixon, just look at Tom drinking that lasagna. <laughs> and then I woke up. What the fuck? Love, Dylan. <laughs> P.S. If the monkey suit thing didn't make sense, it's like a term for being tied down to the corporate dress code and stuff. Office Space is a master class in that. Office Space is a great movie, and that dream is bananas. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dylan. I've been having weird dreams lately, too. I find sometimes if I drink... I love weird dreams and sleep like shit. I don't know what your excuse is, but that dream was very fun. That, and that was fantastic. Thank you for the email, Dylan. It makes, it makes me want to dream journal more. I don't because I hate my dreams. I'd like to v- forget all of them. I wish I dreamed about too much ricotta. All right. Let me get my breath here. That was a lot. Thanks, Dylan. Keep them up. This one is from a uh, former guest and uh, frequent emailer, Jason Orscht. Hey. O- Orscht. Which is how it's pronounced. Orscht. Orscht. Uh, but, you know, we uh, us whiteies just say orscht. The subject is about whether we can think. <clears throat> okay. Hi. Presumably we are friends because you are conscious of my good or better qualities. You weighed my positives against my negatives. You actually put it into thought. 
I have worth, right? But on my end, I sometimes wonder about friends, even family, about whether they are weighing anything at all, about whether one person meets the grade for human sentence. For exa- sentience. For example, someone cries over the death of a family member. What even is that cry? Is it real pain? It's just fluid. Do they even have familiarity with physical pain? What if they do? What good is it? Maybe they haven't felt the right kind of pain yet. I have a machete, for instance. I don't know about you, but though the blade is dull, if I whacked by if I if I were whacked by it, I think you'd eventually hew out a chunk from my skull or rib cage. You could bludgeon me senseless with it until my jaw is slack and my pupils dilated and bloody red and then repeatedly strike you, eventually behead me. Hmm. Strike until you eventually behead me. What I'm asking is, how many people are actually capable of human thought? How many are livestock? Maybe I'm just an animal. I sometimes wonder if I'd have been better a pig, born a pig for your consumption. (laughs) Are many of us just pigs? (laughs) So what do you think? Uh, it's very colorful, very vivid, vivid imagery. They say that grief is love, um, persisting. So basically it's, it's that you are, uh, missing somebody dearly that you care about despite the fact that they are dead. I don't believe that it's a, uh, I think that's what hurts. That's what hurts. And the reminder that we're just going to die because we are animals. We are in a way livestock. And it's interesting to think how you pick your friends. Is it conscious or do you just sort of, does it happen by happenstance? You know, I think Jason's emails very often sound insane, but I see a lot of interesting thought in them. Um, so you would be a person that's capable of human thought then to answer one of his questions here. I, I believe that I am a person capable of human thought. I think that... Um, I think you would need to be to write this email too. I think all humans... Uh, it's what separates us from the animals is the capability of creating things, of, of uh, 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 vomiting out how we feel in a way, as he did with this email. So, Jason, I, I hate to disappoint you, but I don't think you would have been better born a pig for my consumption. Because then you wouldn't have written such a, a creative email. <laughs> and would I have liked you more? I don't think so. No. Because I eat pig like they're nothing. I eat pig like they mean nothing, uh, even though they do. Right. There's pigs, people pigs out there, and they're not interesting. Pig people. S- they're pig people. Yeah, I think, I think Jason, I don't believe, our, I, I believe that it's not that I've picked the good qualities uh, for you. Uh, we just have a lot in common. I find you to be an interesting person, and I, and I like your company. Yeah, you've never, you, and Jason has not presented me many bad qualities i have seen bad qualities in him but they're bad qualities that i could potentially see in myself they're 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 fair sure, they're right. fair right cuz i've never seen anything in jason where i thought god can i be a friends with a guy like this mm, right. ne- never yeah i've always thought him to be morally uh uh fine so that's what we think and i would never bludgeon you with a machete Unless I really, really had to. Yeah, I was, getting, right. I was getting Clive Barker vibes uh, towards the middle of that paragraph, but anywho. He's a fan of the ugliness. Yes, um, indeed. Thank you very much, Jason. Next email. 
This is from former guest and frequent emailer, the legend. <laughs> I guess you could call him Josh Chen. Oh boy, a Chen. And this subject line is a fistful of dollars. Great movie. Cool. <clears throat> is this one to me? Adam. Um. Can you give us a brief rundown of what your financial portfolio looks like? No, 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 no. I don't even have one. Do you have a, do you have a financial portfolio? I'm not even going to answer that. I don't want anybody to have any well, idea. I know, what, what, I, I know what my finances are, but I don't think I have like a portfolio. <laughs> anyway, how do you currently have your assets divided up investment-wise? Do you invest? Like, should I? I don't know. These are very adult things that nobody told me about. I don't know. I'm not a financial guy. Me either. Do you have any tips on which index funds or stocks to pick? Asking the wrong guy. How much are you putting away for retirement? The answer to that is you should put away as much as you can, but it's very, it's a very, very hard thing to do this day and age. So. It is. And even if you have a pension like I do, you don't, if you, I'd have to stay at this job 25 years and I wouldn't be able to collect it till I was almost 70. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, there's a lot of people that can't do that and I don't fault them for one second not even a little yeah. how expensive it is to fucking yeah. survive in in, the, in this world uh, yeah and yeah. what you get paid are you relying solely on your 401k roth ira contributions no comment no no, no. <laughs> how much of an emergency fund is liquid cash do you keep on standby no comment we're i'm assuming <laughs> were you able to sustain an above seven percent return on your portfolio to beat inflation for 2022 god what a nerd this guy is best josh you know, this guy, I don't know where he learned this stuff from, but I, I don't know anything about this shit. My brain can't process it. Yeah, uh, liquid. my liquid cash ready to go on hand is usually under $100. <laughs> yeah. I'm the worst person you could ever rob. I just don't. Yes, I don't have cash on me. Yeah. and you I know, used to keep cash on me, but I mean, who does anymore? It's probably, you should probably have a good little bit of cash hidden somewhere just in case of an emergency, but I don't have that. I thought I did, but then I couldn't find it in my room. So I'm like, maybe I never did. Maybe I spent it maybe, or maybe it's maybe, hiding maybe somewhere. Maybe Jeff just fucking had a night out one day. Jeff could be robbing me because Jeff asks me to Venmo him what I owe him. I'm still like a little kid. It's scary. It really is. He'll be like, here's what you owe. And I'll just Venmo him it. I don't know. He could be lying Well, to you me. trust Jeff because you're a, tr a person that trusts. And I assume if I lived alone, I wouldn't have Jeff, but he's just the middleman. I could get a bill and say, this is what I owe. It's right. just he's good at that kind of stuff. Yes. I don't know. It's anyway, good. I think that the big takeaway of this is you should save as much as you can. Saving money is important, but I totally understand if you're not in a position to do that because of how shot the state of the world is yeah new jersey too too i mean since we're that's where we are i know people are listening elsewhere but but yeah i don't want to get too too into this because i'm going to start talking sounding about taxes like, like a pseudo intellectual jerk that's what i'm that's my biggest fear well that's to sound like true. a pseudo intellectual jerk <laughs> i have bigger fears your bigger fe your, your biggest fear is that you're not funny i know that that's not my biggest fear i think that's your biggest fear i, I think if if you found out <laughs> Somebody saying, Ryan, you're just not that funny. Well, it would be would devastating. It would kill be, you. It, the reason that would be devastating for me is because I have so little. And they'd be <laughs> taking away what little I have. But uh, no, I, I don't think that's my biggest my biggest fear. But I, I, I would say a big fear of mine is uh, sounding like a pseudo-intellectual piece of shit. Mm. I, 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 don't, I don't like it. So 
Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I have. I've been there, I, certainly. We, I'm sure we all have. And mm. you ever get into those debates where you're like, well, here's what I think is going on in the world. And then you start talking, and We're halfway through... towards totalitarianism, people. It's a Mark Maron impression that Adam loves to do. <laughs> loves to do. But you know what? At least it's original. Everyone makes fun <laughs> of him by saying, who's your guys, and all that. But you have this different thing. We're heading towards authoritarianism, <clears throat> people. Next email. Skipping over a few because we just read their emails. Okay. All right. This is from not a frequent emailer, though a former guest, James S. Hey, I know that guy. With the subject line, he has emailed us before. This is a follow-up. Midnight City is over. Remember I was playing that that one day? Wait, what's that? You don't remember? I don't know what it is. Do Do you want me to do it again? Wait, what? Is it a song? Midnight City, it's it's a song that by that band uh, that uh remember I kept wait, playing wait, is it. Wait, thi- is it this one? Okay, yeah, all right. Uh yes. But uh, anyway. That wait, how's it go? Let's go like that. Why is mine not playing? Mine's not well, playing. Well don't worry, I got us covered. <laughs> all right. Hey again, fellas. I love that they call us the fellas. <clears throat> Thanks for the long response to my last email. I understand that music festivals aren't for everyone, but we can definitely catch a concert together. We can actually talk a little bit about a festival potential. I suggest Rubber Buckets show in March. They're super fu- rubble buckets. My bad. They're super funky and fun. Always a dance party. Okay. Can I make a song suggestion? Either Sweet Spot or Melt Through the Floors if you can make it happen. All right. Yep. I can make that happen. Type that in there. Glad MA3 got a few mentions, but honestly, when I hear Midnight City, I cringe a little. Sorry. Of course, Ryan played that hook like five times. I and then was, we just played it another <laughs> five times. <laughs> I was a fan when the album came out, but that song was everywhere for a while. Movies, TV, commercials, the only song people would recognize from them if they're not a listener, unfortunately. When I hear that song come on, I just think of Bicycle Guy from Portlandia yelling, It's over! to the new wannabe hipsters in town. <laughs> Do you guys have songs or bands you can't stand anymore because of how overplayed they are? That's a great question. That and is I, terrific. God, I wish I had come up with an answer because I read this ahead of time. And that is a good question. It really is. Um, oh, man. I The only one I'm thinking of is just going to probably... I imagine it'll bum James out. <laughs> There's this band... Um, was it King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah, them? Yeah. Yes, I do know they them. They have that song, Rattlesnake. Yes. Rattlesnake. I remember the first time I heard that song, I thought, oh, this is pretty badass. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. And now, if I hear it one more time, I might need to strangle myself with a rattlesnake until I die. For me, it's always songs that are overplayed. I, 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> I can't. I, I I I think if I truly love a song, I never stop. It, it, it takes. Ha- it happens to me a lot. It man. takes years. It takes years. Like there's bands I listen to in high school I can't listen to now, only because of the 15, 20 years. Uh, but it, it, it's never like it never happens in six months. I never hear a song too much on a, on the radio or on TV, and then I'm like, enough of this song. Like, I can't think of any. And I wish I could. I yeah. really could. Right now, I'm just looking at one of my playlists here, seeing if any any of these pop up at me. But yeah, it happens. It, it's one of the worst things about music is that if you do it too much, it, it starts to turn on you. I'll tell you right now. If you now, go down the same road over and over again. I'll tell you a band that 
I maybe never loved, but I, I used to like a lot that I'm just done with. Mm. <clears throat> this actually kind of answers the question. Oh, cool. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Dude, that's a perfect example. I can't listen to them anymore. I hear it on the radio now and I go, ah. Yeah, I, I just they're, they're sort of the M. Night Shyamalan of bands <laughs> in a weird way. Just when you see the name... It's sort of a parody of itself, and I was I was a huge fan. You were. At one point. I was almost reluctant to say because you were. And, and in fact, um, the long-standing guitar player John Frusciante, I'm a he's a huge influence in my music stuff, and I I love that dude. And I think Billy was just talking about him and Jarb. Yeah, he um <laughs> he put out some electronic music while he was not in the chili peppers and yeah. i was listening to some of it the other day and it's so hooky and awesome and i'm listening to it and i'm thinking this is better than anything that the red hot chili peppers have done in the last 20 years and nobody's listening to this yeah and yet everybody he rejoins the band and everybody's all in on them again and i hate to sound like a hater and that's what i'm doing right now but it's it's very difficult for me to get into the Chili Peppers. I listened to their new album once and it's just, it's not, it wasn't good enough for me to come back to it. I don't know. The, the, there was a comedian, there's a, there's a comedian, uh, John Daly, who did a Red Hot Chili Peppers song parody. Yeah. And yeah. it's just perfect of what, it, it's so easy to parody, the, parody them. Yeah. It's just become such a sound. And it, and and it's tough now to listen to them. It's hard to say because in on one hand to be so easily recognizable and to have your kind of own stamp, your own style, yeah, is is a bit of an accomplishment. And sometimes it doesn't get old. The Ramones don't get old for me. Right, ACDC. ACDC. <laughs> and I don't love every song, but the style doesn't get old for me. Right. Chili Peppers. I hear them and I go. Ah. And you know what? Really, to me, honestly, it's. Anthony Kiedis. I think that I think you're oh right. Oh my god! I think you're right. Whenever I think of like making fun of them in my head, it's his part. Yeah. That I'm making fun of. It's I. I just he rubs me the wrong way. I don't like him on several levels. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. If you if you look him look some stuff up about that guy, <laughs> not to like him. And it's just uh, yeah. I, and it sucks because um I loved them growing up. I think they're they they have. More, they have more great albums than some bands have any. Yeah, albums, and now they have a lot of stinkers too. And now I, 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 I've outgrown them, I suppose. There are bands I liked in high school that now it's not that I got sick of hearing them on the radio or whatever. It's just that now I hear them and it's like, it, it's like, oh my god, how did I ever like them? And there's not many, but I would say. Um, I, I it's so it's so weird for me to say this because it's like really you did, hmm. but I liked Radiohead. Yeah. Um, in high school, like significantly, and I'm not shitting on them because I know a lot of people like them and I know they're talented, but I think I was just like, I listen to them now and I'm reminded of a sweaty, horny, <laughs> fat 15 year old Ryan in the back of his like mom's <laughs> SUV going on vacation listening to his disc man radiohead it's just and I, I like that sad ryan and it's just like it just <laughs> makes me want to vomit now it's just i can't fucking listen to that shit now and you know what sublime i used to listen to a lot of sublime yeah so and, did i and they've got some fun songs still but i can't i don't listen to i can't i'm not gonna pop that on i mean that's a lot less embarrassing than some of the things uh, you know what i will say because people go through phases when they're kids certainly i'm gonna say um 
I really, when in high school, I did like Incubus. I liked Incubus. There were a couple songs uh, that I, 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 when I was dating somebody, that she liked them, and I, and I listened to them. Yeah. I wasn't really a fan fan, but I listened. I know some people that would rather slit their own throats than admit that they liked Incubus at one point. I work with a guy. <laughs> he's one of my favorite guys I work with. Great guy. But his music tastes haven't evolved past like 90, or any of his tastes. He still watches like Family Matters all the time. Mm -hmm. his, his tastes haven't evolved past like 97. And he loves like Limb Biscuit and like a lot of that shit. Lincoln Park where you're like, really? And uh you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dislike the guy for that. It's just taste. It's not. It's not. It's right. not a be all end all uh, about who uh, who a person is. But I'm happy to say that whatever phases I went through, they were phases, and I kind of don't listen to them anymore. I never listened to those bands, but like, at least you evolved. Yeah, you I know? have. I have gone back and tried to taste. It's weird. Taste it again. It's you weird. Know? <laughs> and that's, that's a weird thing. You, you, it's it's like a time machine. Yeah, I remember I was really into Avenged Sevenfold. They had a, a kind of a that's, cool... That's, a, that's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. They had kind of a cool album that came out when we were in high school. And yeah, I, that I, fucking I, Fear and Loathing song. And, yeah. Bad I, Country. And, yeah, I re-listened to it, and it, it didn't age well, you know? It didn't, wasn't... Here's, a, here's, a, here's the news flash. It wasn't good then. Oh. See, now I'm just being a dick because it's funny. Right, yeah. To each their own. Somebody <laughs> might be listening to this. They might love that song, and that doesn't mean I don't like them. I can't I can't defend this position, you know? There's people that love bands I love who I think suck. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But you, 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 I think it's natural to come in and out of phases. But to, what he was talking about, I think, is when you get sick of a, a song or a band and... How over... Because of how overplayed they are. I think that probably happens to a lot of people who listen to, like... The song of the summer. Oh, dude, the song of the summer always yeah, and gets now, turned on. <laughs> now I'll hear the song of the summer from like whatever, 2015 and, or 14 or whatever, and I get nostalgic because that's when I was going to bars a lot. So I'll be like, oh, I remember being in that bar and Yo, the song blurred play lines. Yo. But yeah, the, the blurred lines era. Yeah. That was when we were going, at least I was going to bars a lot. That was our mid-20s. Yeah. Talk about a song that was you could not escape for maybe a solid year there's a lot of them there's that one um whenever it comes time to name i them. crashed my car into a bridge yes! and something let i it burn. don't care yeah 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 we love it that fucking i don't even know who that is <laughs> yeah, neither but i remember I. being in a morristown bar or thatcher's drunk out of my fucking mind hearing <laughs> that song i don't care well i wasn't necessarily singing with it i could see you fist pumping to that drunk as hell in morristown more than likely we were mocking it we used to yell out like like really horrible things like we would we were always just stinkers we were always just ruining everyone's fun but now i look back on it and i'm like hey that was kind of fun i get it i get it it's that feeling of and uh, it's that feeling of like kids love that feeling of we're young and we're never gonna die yeah tonight we're that that yeah three young, young. yeah yeah people the kids love that feeling of like let's go crazy and be young forever and release fireflies into a nightclub, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to hear every song of the summer from the past 46 years. All right, we'll start with like 2008 yeah. or something. Yeah. Don't, don't go too far back. No, no, no. I'm not going to go too far back. Do it like our youth. Yeah, let's say, let's start it in, um, uh, here, 2002, Hot in Her, Nelly. Remember Hot in Her? I will say that 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 is actually... Songs like that have grown on me. 
I actually think that song is fun now. <laughs> 2003, Crazy in Love, Beyonce featuring Jay-Z. I remember that very well. Uh, 2004, Confessions Part 2, Usher. I'm sure if I heard it, mm-hmm. Usher was big. But again, I was never a guy that listened to the fucking Z100, you know? So I, I, it, you just can't escape some of these songs. Let's uh, skip ahead a couple, of, a couple of years. 2007, Under My Umbrella, Ella, Ella, AA, Rihanna. The, speaking of me dating somebody, there was a point where we were driving around and she would just have that on repeat. And you're just making out hard. I wonder if no under her umbrella. No, she was probably and she was just imagining another guy. <laughs> I, 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 and by the way, how crazy was it that uh, Rihanna at the Super Bowl uh, held the whole entire Super Bowl hostage, like yeah. Bane from Dark Knight Rises? Totally crazy. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Craziest halftime show ever. Yeah. Uh, 2008. I kissed a girl. Oh God. I will, it's just weird because I have specific memories of my opinions of these songs. Here's a terrible one. 2009, I got a feeling. This song sucks. The worst, the worst. Uh, yeah. 2010, California Girls, Katy Perry. California Girls, do, do you know what party rock anthem is? Yes. LM, how's that one I'm go? I'm not, I can't oh, sing Oh, come it. on. No, I just can't. I, I, I don't know how to. Just hum it or something. I'll, I'll listen, I'll look it up. Oh, you know You're it. You're no fun. I don't know. How I, does it go? I just sing California Girls. You think I Both wouldn't Both of these sing guys it? look like idiots. This was this, the song of the summer in 2011. Party rock anthem. You know it. Shake that. Uh, yeah, this, this, I would, I want to kill myself just listening to that. that that's awful. That is I a, hate it. That's a song that when, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. You said it. Uh, 2012, Call Me Maybe. Remember? Yeah, I remember. No, 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 no. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But here's my number. Call me, maybe. All right. Okay. Whatever. Uh, 2013. 2013 was the blurred lines. That was the blurred. Oh, here's one. 2014. I'm so fancy. Yeah. God, fuck. These songs are dead. They're dead now. They're buried. That was what? uh, Nine years ago? I'm waiting for the 20 years from now when they make a movie or show based in that time and all these songs get fucking drudged up again. Yep. And they start basically what all the pop punk bands are doing now, going on tours and jacking up ticket prices and charging the hell out of- Suddenly everybody's okay with Blurred Lines being a rapey song and they all want to pay Robin Thicke money again. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, cheerleader 2015. Do you know that one? Who's it by? O M I cheerleader. I don't. No, doesn't doesn't sound familiar. I must have been passed out that summer. Uh, one dance. Drake featuring Wizkid and Kayla. I Drake's one of those people that I people would always reference him, and then I would be like, I don't know anything. I don't. I I just I I never bothered to try. Twenty seventeen. I know Despacito. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Everybody knows Despacito. Fucking thing was everywhere. Oh, still, still in high rotation. Yeah. Drake again. Twenty eighteen. In my feelings, but I couldn't pick that song out of the lineup. No, but if I heard it, I'd probably be like, oh, that one. You know. Uh, 2019 was a massive one. Massive. Huge. Huge crossover. Old Town Road. Oh, yeah, it was a big nonsense. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was beyond the summer. And that's that song sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 2020 Rockstar, Da Baby, featuring Roddy Rich. I I don't know if I know that. Is that, uh, I think I know it, but again, I can't think of the melody. Who cares? I, I would need to. 
No need to hear. Also, these are songs. I know a lot of songs that came out in the last few years, and I don't know any of these fucking ones. So this website might just be botched. Uh, twenty twenty one was good for you, Olivia Rodrigo. I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was that, one that sounds like the Paramore song. That's not the the piano one about the. It's like the a driver's license. That one's no, driver's license. No, I think license. that's driver's license. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this one's like, eh, I can't fucking do it. I know it. I know this one. And that's where the Don't list, know how I know that's it. That's where the list ends. So what was the song of the summer in 2022? I don't remember. Uh, I forgot. I'm sure we, I, no one's in bars anymore. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. You what, don't need to be in a bar. Where do you hear things? That's where I would hear all the most recent music is yeah. in bars. Jeez. Because I, I don't listen to Z100. You never know what you're going to do here on Ryan and Adam's show. And then we just did that. We uh, went down a bunch of songs of the summer in the middle of February. <laughs> should we say, um, Jay, and I would love to do that. It's, that's fun. That's nothing wrong with that. But James, me and Adam may be going to a festival. Is this worth bringing up? Yeah, well... I'm pretty much. I'm. I have to be all in here. Well, I, 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 I have to be all in. I'm. I'm more than likely going, but with my back and everything, I'm always on the fence with future plans. But I'm more than likely going, and it's. Um, and I can only feel dread about it every anything, but <laughs> it is. Uh, I wish it was longer. If I could find, it's some, a one day festival in uh, Los a, Angeles. It's not even the festival. Like I'm glad and, the festival's one day, but I wish the trip was longer. We're only going for like a day and to go and, all the way to California yeah, for a day. Yeah, we don't need to give everybody the the sob story. <laughs> of, Why not? It's our show. Of us going to Cruel World in May. Cruel World is in Pasadena. Josh Chen invited us. He set it all up. I would normally never do a thing like this. So yeah, There's so many shows I would have rather flown somewhere to have seen. <laughs> but Josh Chen set it all up, and there are some cool acts that are playing there. It's yeah. a very '80s synthy kind of thing. Yeah, and when I saw the lineup, I didn't think it was real. All right, so you got Susie, you got Iggy Pop, Billy Idol, Human League, Love and Rockets, Echo and the Buddy Men. This yeah. is what year am I in? Yeah. Adam Ant. Gary Newman. You're a Gary Newman guy, Ryan, Of right? course, you know they're all going to be fucking 80. I mean, it's like... Hey, we saw the Stones, who are older than all of these bands, and they yeah. put on a hell of a show. You're so not wrong. Yeah. These... Iggy Pop will be... That. Iggy Pop is cool. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, there's a lot of cool bands in there. Dude, modern English. We're going to stop the world and melt. I, modern English. I like that song. Yes, of course. And the Motels. I like a few songs by them. Gang of Four. Uh, we got Animotion. Dude, Obsession? Yeah. See live Obsession? Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Like, this is... It's crazy. It's so many bands in one single day. Which means you'll probably miss a bunch because there's probably multiple stages. Mm. And Anyway, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm dreading the whole thing. <laughs> it's Yeah. It, it, it is going to be a fly-by-night operation. That's but all I'm saying. Is that we'll, I, we'll talk about it when it happens. All right, we don't need right, to commiserate right, right. about it before it Next actually email. happens. Thank you very much, James. That email... <laughs> was awesome. You're, you're, listen, it doesn't take much, man. Your emails are solid. Thank you. Thank you so much, James. Next email. These, The rest of the emails are all from people that I've already read emails from. So we should just end the show then. How, uh, can I do one more? <laughs> sure. All right. This is from Jason Orst. Subject line, drink their blood. Ah. Burn down the mansions of the rich and drink their blood. Let their heads roll down the scabbed roads and grab your straw. Stick a straw in that empty neck and drink the blood. <laughs> Sever the fingers and insert a straw in each digit. Take a drink of what's yours. What's owed? 
Drink them dry and cook the rest of your children. Kick the rest for your children. Praise the true gods of the jungle. They will reward you for your just actions. <laughs> That's a round of applause just for the line. Stick a straw in that empty neck and drink the blood. He, li- he likes the ugliness. I understand the violent thoughts. I will say that, and there's a few good songs called Eat the Rich, Motorhead. That whole idea, eating the rich, boy, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You ever drive by a mansion and say, I, I, I'd like to storm in there and, and eat them and live in their home? <laughs> Having said that, Jason is clearly disturbed. So thank you, Disturbed Jason, for that email. Thank you very much, Jason. I can't think of a better way to end this uh, Creed song of the summer. And uh, what was that thing that Dylan kept saying? Um, Oh, uh, ricotta. There's too much ricotta. (laughs) There's too much ricotta. So much ricotta. Episode of Ryan and Adam. This was great. We talked about movies we just watched. We talked about music. We read emails. Come on. This was a primo episode. You 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 cannot top. This is quintessential. You get it, and you get it for free, listener. Yeah. For free. Unless you'd like to give us money, which is fine. That'd be fantastic. Send us money. Email uh, us, the <laughs> truth, Adam at gmail.com. We want your emails. With money. Yeah. I'd rather have your money, honestly. Well, both. A dollar an email. Uh, <laughs> tell your friends about us, you know, the whole deal. Yep, the truth, Ryan Adam at gmail.com. And that is our show. And uh, I, I don't know. Bye.